0: Not to start this episode off in a way that's immediately going to turn you off, Max, but I wanted to tell you a story really quickly, tangentially related to sports, but not about sports, okay? About narratives, all right? Just bear fucking with me uh all right you, so
1: you, you understand that the thing that upsets me is not that you talk about sports but that you have to qualify every single time you mention sports as if the very mention of sports is going to send me spiraling or something i
0: think it does i think it triggers you really bad no,
1: what, what triggers me is that you have to always start off with no i know you don't like sports calm down it's okay
0: i just think well, about it started this particular story the the interest level from you would be sub-zero you're like i don't give a shit about because not only is it sports it's like video game sports so it's imaginary bullshit on top of imaginary bullshit. Oh, you see that
1: that i can get on.
0: <laughs> okay that i can you get like into
1: it's it's simulated it's virtual it's not real like friday night lights same thing you know it's right. all about the the you know the panthers and then the lions down the road right man if East they were in real life though pfft, bullshit yeah i'm not no. i'm not gonna pay attention to that Well, here's the here's that rise and fall is.
0: (laughs) Here's the weird trend in video games in the last like five six years with all major sports games because you know I get the basketball game every year and then every other year I'll get like the football game because I hate myself. Um, But now there's this new trend where they try to put narratives for your creative player options. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, I'm going to create Max McCarty, six foot five shooting guard, whatever. That's me. And then, they, and then they they give you a fictionalized story of your trials and tribulations and shit like that, right? So like, so like in 2K, uh, which is the superior of the two between the basketball and the football, and we're going to get to the football in a second. The 2K one got like Spike Lee to direct a year. You know what I mean? Like he went and wrote a story and brought it in, and the, it always tries to give you some like. Arc and it's it's like three or four hours. Like a lot of effort goes into it, and you're like, look, it's kind of stupid, but like I like that someone put in all this you effort.
1: You like the effort, yeah,
0: yeah. Alternatively, Madden tries to do the same thing, right? So they start off this 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 like scenario where they show you as a high school getting uh, like recruitment pitches from your like these various college coaches, and so mm. they're like, if you come with us, you'll be a champion, or whatever. Then they cut forward four years, and you're like. Uh, the, this guy was a four-star recruit once, and then he never played a game. What happened? <laughs> they cut back four years. So, like, there's a lot of like time jumping and shit like that. But the whole point is, like, you were a five-star recruit, you were going to be starting, and then an even better re- recruit ended up going to that school, and then you were relegated to the bench for four years. And now, with only two games left of the season, that dude gets hurt, and it's your time to shine, right? They give you like these narratives and shit like that. So, uh. Every time I played this before, I've played this three times. I always lose that first game, and then I have to like go prove myself in the combine or whatever, and do well there, and then get drafted. Um, and there's always this like c- character that they introduce who is a cancer patient like she's a she's like an 11 year old cancer yeah and like i love the face that you have because this is a very accurate representation in the game they have an 11 year old cancer patient who's rocking like a bald head and like a wool cap and shit like that and she's eccentric and she plays all these games and stuff uh and like she makes you as a rookie be like look i'm not trying to guilt trip you because of my cancer or anything but i need you to throw five touchdowns this game blah, blah 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 and it's like this weird fucking game uh, as cancer patients do as they do right like as they they lean on you and they fucking blackmail you into performing right. well or whatever not
1: to now, put any pressure on you, but I will literally die right now if you don't.
0: Okay, well, so here's the thing. The the, the, the laziness of the game is that there are all these storylines in the first part of it, like before you get drafted. And then in the first season, you'll still get texts from like your agent. You'll still get texts from this girl. You'll still get texts from like your college teammate and shit like that. But after season one, it all goes away, which by the way, like, the first couple times I played this, I was just like, "She died. <laughs> like, like I, she never gets heard from again after the first year." Of this like college. Why this, would they this, introduce that element? That's what I'm fucking saying, dude. But it gets even worse. So this time I rest- I was restarted playing it because I found out that you can win that game. I thought you were like, pre- like prescribed to lose that first game, no matter what. So this time I played the game and I do it, and then all the storylines that happened. Uh, in the NFL for me with that cancer patient happened a game earlier. So now I'm still in college and she's asking me to do shit, right? I lose that game. And then the first cut scene out is the fact that like, not only did I fail to keep the promise to her, but she can't call me because she's just been rushed into emergency surgery. Like this shit is really uh, deep and and hard for like a video game simulation about football. And again, never heard from again after the first year. I think they killed this child, and I'm supposed to just be okay with it.
1: So they Trojan horsed a, a, a game about cancer guilt into a <laughs> fucking football game?
0: And or it's, a basketball It's, game. it's nuts, it's dude. It's the still- or- this one was football. Basketball would oh. never touch that hot topic. Come on, man. They're like cancer. Okay. Not in this National Basketball Association, Dang. but in the, Federal, uh, the National Football League,
1: man. Uh, Do they ever have like a virtual Jack Nicholson type showing up to the Lakers matches or no?
0: No, that'd be really cool, actually, just to like actually have some of the, the pepper, like Spike Lee in the garden. Oh, my God. Did you hear about that, by the way? What? Spike Lee got like kicked out of the Madison Square Garden yesterday. But, oh, like, really? if you know anything about the Knicks, like Spike Lee is synonymous, like in the same way that Nicholson is for the Lakers, like is Spike Lee's going to be a courtside yelling at everyone, even though he's the smallest dude in the arena, um, right. and there's just like just this video Maybe in of, well, okay, well, here's the weird thing <laughs> well'm <laughs> not, not going to get into that. Uh, apparently like it's all just misunderstanding because he's been going through the same entrance at Madison square garden for 25 years. And by the way, if you, it's $300,000 to have courtside seats. If you start to put in the amount of money he spent, he spent like $12 million in, you know, the last three decades supporting this team. Uh, And they fucking like gave him some shit and there was like a shoving match and like everything got really, really bad, man. And I just like, you know, nothing about sports, but the owner for the Knicks is the biggest piece of shit in the entire world. Uh, and he, he kicked out another athlete and it's just all shit show, man. It's Spike mm. Lee's a victim now. And when he's a victim, what are we doing?
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's a real pickle.
0: I'm just saying Spike Lee tangentially related. Cause he was in that two K thing and he didn't bring cancer into the element. You know what I'm saying? He did bring a sense of whimsy, He did bring like all of his patented Spike Lee like dolly shots and like the thing where scenes repeat over and over again. You know what I'm talking about? Where like Mm -hmm. someone gets hugged and we cut to a close up and a wide of the same shot and shit. Like it's really artistic for a basketball game, man. Like that. I didn't. I didn't expect that in my sixty dollars purchase that there was going to be a Spike Lee joint. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: if you if you're paying sixty bucks, you gotta you gotta get some artistry in there, right? Because otherwise, what are you paying for? It's just a reskinned version of last year's. Yep. Isn't that what, like, FIFA does? They Like, I, I think somebody even, like, pointed out, like, I saw a screenshot of, like, a like an ad, like, a fake ad within the game, like, on the side of the stadium or whatever that was, like, from, like, three games ago. And they never even changed the year on it. it still seemed, oh, that's like, amazing. 2016 yeah. Geico or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I've never, I haven't bought a FIFA game in forever purely because it's like that. It'd be like mm-hmm. that, man.
1: You yeah, because people just keep paying money. EA fucking sucks. So what are you going to do?
0: Um, do you think that we can revolt? Do you think that like, uh, what we need to do is invest Against in bandwidth? What? No, I just mean like, because like, like indie developers, like the, the whole concept of indie, right? Let's just talk about that in general, whether it's music or whether it's uh, like within the gaming industry and stuff like that. I feel like indie is kind of a misnomer, right? Because very few things are actually three dudes hanging out in a basement programming some shit. Like even indie music, is usually owned by a larger subsidiary or or ends up being a subsidiary of a larger company. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think the problem is because all of these things have bandwidth. Like they have the infrastructure. Amazon web space, like Amazon, I think we've talked about this before, if they wanted to, they could just like, turn off netflix if they want it to like because netflix yeah. runs on aws which is nuts to me and it's because they have that infrastructure the problem is any indie would-be indie people are needing to rely on said infrastructure they can't own that thing does that make sense so it's hard to strike back against the against the man i guess yeah
1: yeah i mean they could set up their own servers but as we saw in silicon valley you know it's it's a real tricky situation and expensive How expensive? Do they give you like a? I mean, you've seen Silicon Valley, right? Aren't you like caught up on it? Didn't watch the last season. Oh, you didn't? Still, it was good. It was Mm. really good, actually. It's like one of the best
0: seasons in a while. I heard. I heard Kumail got really shafted on screen time, barely in it. First Mm. three, Uh,
1: he he got enough. He's fine. He's doing fine. He Did the big star
0: of that show, you know? Like, I mean, is he? Was he was he in shape? Was he uh in shape during this last season?
1: I honestly didn't notice. They weren't like showing off his physique or anything. Right. You know, he was just wearing his same old baggy nerd clothes. I gotta tell you
0: that when he came out being a fucking snack, it was it was rough because I was still reeling from the Brad Pitt roof scene of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, God damn it, he's 55. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Uh but then Kumail, who I just figured like you're that kind of snarky uh, pack of snappy, you know, uh, you, you have snarky,
1: to almost be frumpy, Snarky pack of snappy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, That's I didn't make that up. That's a thing. He's, he's, he got snappy comments. He's pack a snap, you know? Uh, God. but, but, but my point is like, if you're that kind of, you know, fucking geek, you just have to be a frump, you know, you gotta, you gotta never be in shape. You gotta wear. Black, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, we're talking about two like wealthy people who so are sick of that. by like Hollywood of wealth i'm so sick of your excuses like you want to be the literal reason no no i mean if you pointed out like i saw like a the 55 year old guy at the gas station is like in super good shape you know and he like works at the gas station makes minimum wage then i'd be like okay that's impressive but if you're talking about fucking brad pitt or kumail It was like Marvel's like pain for him to like go to the... Yeah,
0: but Brad Pitt's 55 and there's literally this whole thing about after I think 44, your body's just like, well, that was fun. (laughs) Like, it's tearing down boys. (laughs) Like, and it just dies over 50 years, you know?
1: But I think it's also probably like genetics and, you know, again, maybe steroids, who knows? You know, that's how Sly is still looking like a big old inflated hot dog piece of shit. Do you think that's why I think he literally, well, I think it's a stem cell thing. I think like that clearly he he is (laughs) adding like more cells to his body. He just keeps on packing on more cells, not even mass, just cells. He's like putting pecs on top of his pecs. They're really just tumors. That would be a twist. That'd be a sad end for him. Still alive. He it's wanted immortality. Him. He ended up with tumors. Like, that's yeah. the opposite of immortality. Ended up following the real life path of his uh, Rocky character, you know? Just yeah. with cancer and passing on the torch to someone else.
0: Are they going to bring Clubber Lang's kid into the next movie? Is that like, is that's the ru- the risk that that franchise is certainly running yeah. at this point? He just has
1: to keep fighting the children of. <laughs> well
0: because it takes like an interesting
1: idea and then immediately turns it into the rocky franchise uh, right. sequels. Like, i mean it'd be great if he had his own enemies in his own you know foreign conflicts like we could bring i mean i guess creed 2 i never saw that did they like bring back the russia stuff they brought back ivan drago but i didn't right. see but creed was it II. like a, yeah. a super xenophobic nationalist like us that'd be awesome something, or was it like does edward snowden make a cameo and he's like oh man I think that guy is such your country a... And now I'm uh, all friends with Putin. and he high-fives Putin or something like that? I, that's a pitch. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can go to Russia to get I it mean, made. The, the film has already been made, so it's probably a little late. We can go back. We need $50 we can million. can film some new scenes for fifty mil.
0: The re-release. Yeah, that's fucking... D- 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 quarters, that's change, man. Yeah,
1: get the real Snowden.
0: I, I mean, do you ever think about that guy and you're just like, fuck, that's yeah. depressing?
1: Like... I do think about him sometimes. What's depressing about it? Like, just that he's stranded in Russia now and he's... What
0: did he do wrong? Like, he didn't do anything fucking wrong. I'm sorry that people want to work in the shadows and they want people to not know things, but, like, it's our right to know things. Now, the, the, the sad truth of it is... People found out and still don't give a shit. They're still willfully giving over their data and, and their metadata and their fucking identities and all that shit. But it's really sad that like somehow this guy has to forever look over his shoulder, can never step foot on his home soil again. Like The fact that he has to make a good guy out of Putin, because Putin, I think for no other reason if just to stick it to us... It grants him immunity in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like nuts, dude. In my country.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's strange. I, I mean, just, just the, the the way that like by degrees and not even by degrees, like how very quickly we like sprinted towards the finish line of not giving a shit about our own privacy anymore. Um, because I remember a guy probably like 20 years ago, like going into an Ace Hardware, I have this really vivid memory of going in there with my dad and they asked him for his phone number. And he was like offended. He was like, why? Why do you need that? What do you need my phone number for? Like, oh, for a rewards program. He's like, no, no, thank you. And he like walked out of the store after paying. And I remember thinking like, damn, privacy is that important to my dad, huh? Must be important to me too, because I'm nine, you know? And now like cut to 20 years later, people are giving away their DNA, you know, they click accept terms and they're like fucking signing away their whole like fucking rights to their IPOs and stuff. It's like, well, that's what
0: fucking freaks. Not IPO, <laughs> like their initial public offerings. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I agree. When I worked in GameStop, there was that um, same level of hesitance, except that we had like a rewards program that would give you discounts and shit like that. And the only way to pull it up if you didn't have your physical card with you was Mm -hmm. a phone number and so this led to like a bunch of standoffs between people who did not want to give me the phone number that was already in the system because you have to give us a fucking phone number in order to get the rewards program no Uh, i'm not gonna do that yeah all right cool i can get your money off then bullshit i I paid for it well i need your number (laughs) like it's just a lot of that It was pretty terrible yeah Uh, but yeah people and that's why i've told you that's why i won't do ancestry.com even though i think it's interesting. It just seems yeah. like this weird information collection thing that we don't I, I know did, where that
1: goes. I did the non-DNA version, and I found it just confirmed what I already knew, which is that I have some family from Italy, and then some family from every other country in Europe. Do you do you think like eventually we'll get to that like Watchman uh, level?
0: You know where you put in like a blood sample, and oh. it's like, oh, you are a direct descendant of you know. Like, how does that data? Because I think what you would have to do is then canvas so many people in order to make that a viable genetic yeah.
1: match thing. I and mean, you, you would crazy. have to have like a shitload of buy-in from pretty much everybody on record in the country and just, you right. know, like data collection would be... I mean, I guess we probably already have that data somewhere, probably in the Edward Snowden files. That's what he was talking <laughs> about, right? But we just don't have access to it. It's just a question of like, would they be able to allow us to connect those dots, find out about our heritages?
0: Can I ask you a real question, man? Because we're recording this on Super Tuesday and like, I think... I've known you for by the way, nearly 20 years. I have that dawned on me. I met you when I was eleven. Like we're, yeah. we're coming up on it, guy. Sixth grade chorus. Fuck me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but 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 so I've known you for a really long time and like we've always more or less politically aligned and stuff, but I've never asked your feelings about some of the broader conspiratorial things that that are kind of thrown mm. around. Because I think it's easy, like it really like the more I think about this, the fact that like if you're a billionaire you have so much influence. Like you could change so much. Like if you just need five super rich people to be like, you know what, we're going to do something and then it gets done. It's fucking nuts to me. So it's so easy to buy into the idea that like, yes, there is this oligarchical fucking uh, unseen uh, society that is running shit. But I also, when I hear other people say that I literally want to, not call them humans anymore because it just seems like oh because it seems like it's the lowest common thing it takes no imagination to think that there's this big bad that's running everything instead of like admitting that it's probably just a lot of human incompetence and human neglect yeah on i scale.
1: i've i've always subscribed to the the angle and i'm sure that there are some conspiracies that are true or that are half true or whatever um but i i always subscribe to the the theory of of humanity you know kind of like absurdism up to a point but just the idea that uh, like somebody brought up like the whole idea of 9 11 being an inside job and how many people would have to buy in and how there were no leaks whatsoever and like it's just staggering the number of fucking loose ends there would be if that was orchestrated and pulled off by our own government and maybe it was who knows i've seen some of those documentaries we talked about zeitgeist and shit. But honestly, like, I I just think that a lot of it is just the messiness of being a a people in in a society and everything. Uh, Shit just happens. And we want to assign meaning to it. And we want to, you know, put it into a context. And we've talked about this before with conspiracies and stuff, too. Um, It's almost more reassuring to think that there's some sort of... uh, orchestration going on where there's you know men in a shady room you know smoking cigars and talking about how they're going to manipulate you know the world economy and uh, cause fucking earthquakes and tidal waves and wars and shit and release coronavirus but eh, more likely that somebody uh, interacted with some pig shit and got a virus and spread it to some people and now it's out there
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it's like, I wonder if it's a thing of, like, art somehow infects our realities, you know? There was that guy who was talking about, like, people try to say, oh, how could we ever imagine the carnage of 9-11? But it's like, we blew up the White House on Independence Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that's some new fucking thing on our part uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And it's 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 when we see the like these super villains like the uh, ozymandias of the world right who are killing three million people in order to save humanity uh it's -hmm. not so far-fetched to believe i think that like what i'm saying is i think art infects our belief that that can exist to begin with that there is like these these people who could ethically kill like or press (laughs) the hurricane machine and kill a bunch of people to to reset the status quo
1: as it were you know what i mean like it's fucking nuts yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more reassuring in a weird way to believe that Sandy Hook happened for a reason other than, you know, just some guy was fucking crazy and he did something terrible. Right. Right. Like, like it, It's a lot nicer to think, oh, yeah, it was a false flag and this and that. And You start drawing dots and like the more dots you draw and the more you look into it. It's like Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal just going nuts looking at all these <laughs> details and shit. And that doesn't add up, but this does, but that doesn't.
0: Yeah. My favorite part about the false flag thing is like people try to say, oh, that it's a false flag. It's the Reichstag building all over again. It's like, do you know how quickly after the Reichstag building that Hitler was, like, doing shit? It wasn't five, six years later. <laughs> like, so the, right. the whole concept that all of these things happen, it's a false flag because people in our government, it's like, what 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 have we done? Like what 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 uh, rights have been infringed that
1: at all support that you know? And it's just right. It's fucking- but I mean, then there are some things like Russia interfering and causing chaos. I believe is genuinely happening. It's been demonstrably proven to be happening. But that's there's a conspiracy. Great- yeah, that's like quantifiable. That's a great, yeah, that's a great example of like that that would have been a conspiracy um but it's a conspiracy in which there were enough leaks to verify it right because i feel like any conspiracy that big because it was a conspiracy in the broadest sense right a bunch of men got together in a room and decided to do some shit um (laughs) but we found out about it because it's actually fucking real like i I just don't think that we would be able to lock most of this shit down however the titanic thing i totally buy for sure they swapped those (laughs) ships they collected the insurance money they crashed it on purpose <laughs> Jack lived. All right. <laughs> That's fucking fact. He's a real guy. Hashtag Jack lives. <laughs> Jack Titanic lives. 2, Jack lives. And he's pissed. <laughs> and he's going around fucking people up. We digitally de age Leonardo DiCaprio and just have him fucking taking revenge on everybody in the white star liner. Just. And
0: burgers. here's the thing the cold preserved
1: down, like, now the now. fuck out of him. He hasn't aged a day because of the cold. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kate Winslet, like the we're going right to
0: age star. her up. We're gonna age yeah. her up to eighty,
1: but yeah. everyone's gonna be looking like that old woman at the end of Titanic. A woman's heart is an ocean of secrets. We cut to like maybe the very end of Titanic, where she like throws the heart of the ocean into the fucking ocean, and then Jack, <laughs> Jack actually touches it, catches it <laughs> jumps up out of the water, takes her, flies away. Flies
0: away. I thought this was like a Jason fucking Friday the Thirteenth part one. He just comes out of the water, grabs her, pulls her under.
1: Credits, it's like you know. He, <laughs> it's like ice version version you know just flies away with her and he goes hey we're gonna go kill some people you all right with that
0: well that's the love conquers all version (laughs) that's like the studio came in like we want a happy ending
1: kid (laughs) all right Right. well this is the beginning of the second one and then he takes her back in time but she's an old woman now okay and he just wants her to bear witness to his destruction which is him killing every single person responsible (laughs) for the titanic
0: before it happens he finds andrew smith you dead, the captain you dead. he just kills everybody (laughs) Try billy zane though because billy zane deserves a second chance all right he was right the guy the guy works you know (laughs) say a lot of things about him but he fucking works
1: no one can take that away from the zane all right why did, when when did when did billy zane become a punchline is my question
0: i don't know but i love that you like stumbled over that question even <laughs> i love billy zane like i don't know what it is like the problem is when i was a kid the first thing i saw him in ever wasn't back to the future i, I maybe it was but i didn't know it was billy zane you know right. like titanic was like oh my god it's the guy from he titanic was also,
1: yeah he was also in the phantom
0: well, wow, that's right.
1: He wasn't the thing. I remember vividly as a five year old. I remember seeing it more than I remember the movie, but he's in it. <laughs> he's wearing a purple suit. He's making it work back before superheroes were cool. Right. Because the awkward nineties that was an awkward time for superheroes. I was rewatching Batman Returns, which I know is not the nineties, but it was close. Batman
0: you returns is the nineties,
1: ninety two. It the 90s? was mm-hmm. the nineties. It was the ninety two. Yeah, there you go. And then you got fucking Batman Forever. So rewatching that also. I just rewatched all the Batmans, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Those, I, I'm curious to go back and watch with fresh eyes because, like, I haven't seen any of those Batman movies in fucking at least a decade, if I'm being honest with myself. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. no, honestly, they're,
1: they hold up better. The first three actually hold up. Better. I was gonna say
0: forever. I remember being like decent, like despite it yeah. being Val Kilmer Batman, which he's well, finding it by the all way.
1: of the. You know, goes from like Tim Burton's miniatures of Gotham City to like all CGI, like digital yeah. renderings, and it's real. It's aged so good. Oh man, looks great. Looks That's way nature. better than yeah. miniature.
0: <laughs> I do isn't that opening scene where it's like Nicole Kidman's like looking up and he's just like is he, he like skateboards in basically like on a piece of debris or something? What's going on in that well, opening scene? It's definitely him cascade yeah. like a descending from the fucking buildings.
1: Well, I, I mean, you got Two Face and he's got like a bank vault that he's like ripped out and with a helicopter and he's filled it with acid. It's a lot going on, a lot going on in that opening scene. Then in the fourth one, uh, Batman and Robin kind of like. Uh, skateboard bobsled on some ice oh yeah remember that shit that got weird what happened there uh i mean they're they're comic books not drama books
0: no i i is that a quote from uh schumacher that because that yeah. sounds like the most schumacher thing in the
1: world yeah, by the that's way, that's schumacher somebody uh, challenged him on on why that movie was so terrible he's like the comic books not drama books I actually really admire that answer. Uh, what I wanted
0: to say is, even though those movies. I think the third one's fine. Uh, the 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 fourth one is rightfully kind of decried. but at the same time, like, couldn't you just say that it was a neon turned up to eleven version of Batman sixty seven? Like, it was trying yeah. to be as campy like,
1: as possible. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I, I feel like uh, I understand completely what it was going for. It was just a miscalculation. Like, it was just moving in the opposite direction of what we needed. I feel like Burton, <laughs> like the first two, he actually like kind of like. People like even talk shit about Prince, but I kind of like uh, I kind of like the Prince stuff. I don't mind it, you know. I, I adore I just love Prince. Prince you yeah. know how
0: much I love Prince, and I fucking hate that uh, pairing. I don't, like that's why Batman eighty nine is like so low on my list for some reason. I've realized technically it's a better movie than Batman Returns. Batman Returns though is so fully realized and it's batshit lunacy that
1: I can buy I into mean, it. It's just all of like you know six minutes of the movie that actually has pr- Prince songs in it. And the rest of it's just, you know, Danny Elfman score and, you know, Gothic architecture. And did like, you see that? I mean,
0: uh, did you see the, the, the Batman stuff that leaked a couple weeks back?
1: I mean, I saw him like on a motorcycle and um, I saw like the red, you know, the, the actual officially released version, which I assume they released cause they knew there was going to be a leak, but I don't I know. know. Yeah. I saw it. I don't have an opinion on it.
0: Oh, well, if you saw the, the red thing, uh, you should have opinion about one thing, which is, I believe that's Michael Giacchino's score. Like, and it has fucking Elfman over to I, hardcore. I
1: watched it without sound. Ooh. I was watching it like on the, on the subway
0: oh yeah go back and re-listen to it. It, it it's really simple it builds it's not like zimmer
1: you know like and i think
0: zimmer did a great job for those movies i think it's wonderful sure but it, it's nice to kind of go back to that menacing like 90s uh anim- animation you know yeah
1: i mean there's yeah there's something to be said for um you know just that kind of classic uh you know orchestral like I, I miss orchestras in movies man and there were a few movies we talked about like this past year that had that but like it's kind of it's kind of missing, man. It's been very synthy and tone driven, and you know Zimmer. Everything's been Zimmerfied. And yeah, I'm, on a, I'm on a
0: real classical music way. kick right now. Actually, I'm listening to a bunch of classical stuff right now, and it's and there is something to be said about a giant orchestra. Like one time, I went to um, I saw Sunset Boulevard with Glenn Close when she did the revival in uh, New York a couple of years back, yeah. and it was really wonderful because uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's Weber, not
1: a musical, is it? Or is yeah, it? It's a musical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and
0: some of them are fucking straight bangers, man. And, like, you know what? It's just fun to set a story in that time and that, like, yeah. version of Hollywood. And, like, there's, like... <laughs> the first musical number is just this thing called Let's Get Lunch. And it's just about every everyone in Hollywood... Everyone in Hollywood is like, "Oh yeah, let's get let's get lunch." Like, and it's all this bullshit thing that no one really wants to do. Uh, but, but still, he decided to reimagine that um, with an eighty-piece orchestra on stage, like, which was nuts because usually when they have like pit bosses, they're in the pit. Yeah, they're in the pit. So I thought it was like this lovely thing to really like remind you, especially with that era of Hollywood, how important that that music is. You know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm with you. And, and it's weird because I've been playing my synth today. I'm like, oh, I'm really into the synthwave shit. But there is there is no substitute for for the sweeping kind of score of an orchestra. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like I'm right there with you. I got my synth going on too and everything. And I love synthwave shit. But I just don't like that it's replaced. It's kind of like that scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't know if you remember this because Jason Segel's character... Like does the music for some like gritty cop show <laughs> and he tones, just keeps yeah. describing his process and it's literally just him playing one note and then another note. <laughs> and right. like it's fucking true, man. Like most music is like that in movies. Recently saw the invisible man though, and I'm happy to report got some uh got some good fucking music. Mm. They actually do some interesting shit. Um I'm,
0: I'm seeing that tonight. Uh nice. so we can talk about it tomorrow. But Lay one out. I mean, so you liked it. You liked the movie? I mean, I don't want to talk about this too much, but you overall impressions?
1: I mean, do do you want me to tell you how I felt about it before you see it?
0: No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I was trying to make an invisible pun,
1: and it's, there was none. So I oh, said, okay. "No." That, that was like a, a heavy, heavy pause. That was a pregnant pause. I I just it's like I, hard I, to read you right now because uh, you can't see this, everybody. But he's wearing fucking sunglasses indoors at like fucking noon his time. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck he's thinking or feeling. That's by design. Uh, yeah. I'm he's I'm I'm, the I'm Cyclops
0: right now wearing my fucking little uh, you yeah, know shades. <laughs> Um, what was I? What was I saying? I'm sorry, I'm blanked out there. What, what happened? Oh no, no, I was gonna say what I what I really enjoy about all of those is like you know, for better or for worse, I have this real love letter or love attachment. I think in a way everyone does to the universal monsters. Now maybe not all of them uniformly, but certainly yeah. like people have like a love for for you know bella lagosi or boris korloff you know what i mean yeah. like so then, and yeah, and and the, even, yeah um,
1: i actually have like blu-rays they did re-releases with some nifty covers that glow in the dark of like all the classic universal monster movies you like got the, those like, i wanted to get them i never got them that's awesome visible man and oh. yeah yeah it's pretty cool i haven't watched them cuz it was time <laughs> for that but they they look good on a shelf
0: yeah, uh, I, that's just what I'm saying. It's like it's a reimagining of that classic thing, and they tried to do the mummy a couple of years ago with Tom Cruise, uh, and, and then which all. I
1: saw, and you know what, it was fine. wasn't the worst thing I ever seen. It it was it better or worse than the old mummies? Uh, worse because I cool. think that those old mummies, you know what, like they're kind of lit, they were, man. <laughs> Yeah, they're <laughs> lit. I mean, they were Indiana Jones ripoffs a little bit, but like, right. who cares? Like, there's so much fun and they're so well-made that it doesn't matter. And, and, and
0: it was Fraser. nice to know that Brendan Fraser was a leading man at some point. Like he could carry a movie. Like I think people forget yeah. that he, he can like be business. a good actor. Like he
1: was like the Chris Pratt of like nineteen ninety eight to two thousand two.
0: That is the most accurate fucking description of anything ever. <laughs> like, like like that's so true. Like there was a time where he just on charisma and I guess general fitness because he was like at one point a sort of fit guy. People right. just I was like all right, he that's was him. Kind of
1: like the swashbuckling hero of those yeah. mummy movies like without irony or whatever he was basically Guardians of the Galaxy guy <laughs> yeah. he's immature he's a little too immature for the woman but then he wins her heart at the end right the I never end saw end. the third mummy because racial
0: vice yeah. left and I'm like I'm yeah vice or no, bust, no vice I'm out let and me I give I you some advice get vice back in this fucking whoa, whoa, franchise whoa, whoa. immediately Did she come back for the fourth one? Wasn't there a fourth one? Wasn't there
1: another one? Was there? I don't know. Bring back The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, though. Am I right? He could play The Mummy in this. It's
0: weird. Was that right before the nostalgia, like, hardcore tsunami? Because it's weird that someone ever greenlit a Mummy movie not starring Brendan Fraser. Like, you still could have had Tom Cruise in it. Don't get
1: me wrong. But you could have had Rick O'Connell come back. I can't believe I remember that name. I mean, yeah, Tom Cruise's one was set in modern day. So it would have been difficult. Oh, that's dumb. And he also, spoiler alert, turns into the mummy at the end. And then Russell Crowe comes in and he's like, I've got a proposition for you or something. <laughs> like, let's go find the Invisible Man or I don't know. Like, the whole point is that they're they're all coming together to team up, be he, a new Avengers.
0: Who's the weak link in that group?
1: Not Russell Crowe.
0: <laughs> no, take the actors out of it. I just mean who's gonna fuck with Russell Crowe? He's just drunk and throwing bottles at people and shit. That was literally
1: oh. his character in this movie. Is like he's he's Doctor Exposition, and yeah. then he turns into Mister Hyde sometimes. <laughs> he just throws things. Which is he's very like, inconvenient for the guy that's like organizing all of this. You know, <laughs> you never know when he's gonna. <laughs> This fucking turn into a buffoon. Um, like who's who's the weak link there? I mean, probably the invisible man. He's invisible. But yeah, but like the mummy has like mummy powers. He can like summon like fucking like sandstorms and shit. And like uh, let, all right, hold on, let's widen this up because I'm fascinated by this. Hold on, let's widen it up to the actual
0: universal monsters. Okay. okay. So you have like a zombie. probably
1: Frankenstein then.
0: Right. Well, because he dies he dies there's no like right all right so he's a liability wolfman yeah. also a liability because of the moon so make no mistake he's only a wolf like 2 days out of the month like right the rest of the time he's just a guy right but then dracula can't be out in the sun so he's on night shift always
1: uh, uh, but i mean he can though right isn't aren't dracula rules that he can't well, he's be out the, in the, the exception he's, he's weaker yeah right
0: but still he's weaker he's vulnerable i've seen like, he year. can be taken out like you're yes. trying to make it all you're trying to make a suicide squad of the fucking universal monsters and you mm-hmm. you one guy who's by the way other than frankenstein probably the most recognizable one i would say uh mm-hmm. if not the most recognizable
1: one like i don't dracula. know where that stakes
0: i think dracula in worldwide may
1: be yeah bigger. i mean dracula's like top tier at all the monsters, I mean, he's had the most adaptations. Like Invisible Man, is probably bottom tier in terms right. of that.
0: And also, kind of a like, he, though he's invisible, I I always thought it was really funny that Johnny Depp was courted to play the Invisible Man because it's just <laughs> like
1: what you so want. You don't have to like to see woman, him. Like, yeah. To look at his fucking alcohol ravaged face now,
0: yeah, man, it's built into the plot. <laughs> he just has to be there. It's like when they got Brad Pitt to play that invisible dude in Deadpool. Remember that for half a frame or something?
1: Oh, yeah. But it was a joke because it's like Brad Pitt and you're making him invisible. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they did it first. It was, it was Deadpool 2, yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think Wolfman is a liability. And, and then I after mean, like, that.
1: With Invisible Man, you've got to address at some point that the dude is, unless you're doing something else, like the dude's just running around with his dick out, just no clothes, just fucking with people. Which is just weird, you know.
0: Well, I mean, it, it would be weird if he wore something, because then it'd be drawing attention to it. Like ignorance is bliss. No one can see that swinging dick.
1: You know what I mean? So, like, it, like if you know the guys there, like they kind of address that in the boys, right? Where it's just like he's just a nude, nude <laughs> man just running around, <laughs> just a peeping tom, basically. But he's I mean, got. What are you gonna
0: word. do with the power of invisibility? That's the fucked up thing. Like, I because when we talk about power. like. Well, hold on, because when we talk about like, oh, money is our form of superpower. So when people right. get money, they usually end up being crazy assholes or something like that. But mm-hmm. like they say power corrupts. Absolutely. But is- actual superpowers is a like fascinating thing. And I'm sure other people have done it. Like I, I think the whole concept of that show Heroes was sort of about that. Like these right. duality, like how you would, uh, deal with what the responsibility. What would
1: a real person do with powers? Great. Yeah. What would you do? What, what power would you want? Like one are my options any of them and any of the powers
0: and hey, this is a dumb question just because and i'm not being mean to you i just mean like when am i gonna fucking sit here and would be like i'd rather fly like what are the rules on flying it's like how fast can i go superman speed that's pretty fast legit.
1: To, yeah i can just get i can go to
0: italy in like fucking 20 minutes like just get out but of there you
1: have to you have to consider that like the rest of you you still need oxygen and everything so you'd have to build like some kind of suit probably why do i
0: wait i don't have to go to space to get to italy what are you talking about wait, yeah but just... if,
1: you're, if you're going that fast you probably wouldn't even be able to take in air right your lungs would just fucking collapse shit okay so now i got to wear a suit
0: so i can fly but it still takes 12 hours to get to italy like in a plane you have to
1: either like <laughs> go at a very low fucking height where you're picked up by like radar and shit people see you or you ascend up to the fucking upper atmosphere stratosphere yeah yeah yeah. and you would just like run out of oxygen
0: i don't know that's what i'm saying like invisibility sounds cool but the only thing you end up doing with invisibility is being a creep i think eventually like even on accident
1: like (laughs) invisibility or mind control is just going to get creepy it's just going to turn into like a weird thing um super strength i feel like would be cool i guess you could just like be a fucking guy who, like, lifts, lifts stuff. You go to the Olympics, you'd be, like, the best one there every time. That's not know? like PEDs, like you're the next step in evolution. Right, but, I mean, they test your blood and be like, I got normal blood, what are you going to do? And they go, you're right. I don't know how you're lifting a 1,000 pounds. You hear that they,
0: they might cancel this uh, Olympics, you heard that? Over
1: the coronavirus, right? Yeah,
0: man, this shit's happening. Yeah, we,
1: you know, we 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 brushed... Uh, past coronavirus a little bit. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the last couple, but this is getting pretty legit, man. What do you think? I mean, like, here's I, the I've thing: I've seen a lot of like the politicizing of it and everything. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook like, oh, yeah, they're overblowing it. The mainstream media. And it's like, no,
0: it's oh, definitely serious. No. I don't want to <laughs> make that mistake. Uh, it's serious. But what I was gonna say is like, look, it's when you hear like a mortality rate, right? It's less contagious than SARS but it's killed more people than SARS. Like, and that should be your first fucking hint that this is like a big deal
1: because it's not about the, well, the, 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 yeah, the, the transmission rate, you know, where they say like SARS SARS was four and this is two. Right. right, But I mean, the problem is, is like the symptoms for this are happening in the middle of flu season and it's much harder to detect and discern who has it versus who doesn't. And a healthy person like you or me, uh, if we got it, like we would probably have like symptoms but we would get over it, but we would still be able to infect and spread it. You know, like, right. Like, the
0: problem scary. is apparently it's like two weeks where you're asymptomatic anyway. Like, like it, it could just, spread lay it. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that, that's what makes it scary. And there's so much we don't know about it, too. And I'm not like buying into like fear or whatever here, but I think that it's very reasonable to consider that, you know, it's likely that I'll have a brush with it. I'm living in one of the most densely yeah. populated areas in the fucking world. Same with you. Like, yeah. less densely, but like, you're still pretty fucking crammed in there, man.
0: Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's like a real thing. And I, I think, um, I think it's like really easy to, to freak out and put on the doomsday hats or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, it's a 2% mortality rate, which doesn't sure. sound like a lot, but, but. like,
1: as John Oliver said, the leftovers. It was about that. Did he say right? that? Okay, yeah, amazing. Because
0: totally. I was just going to say independently, like the leftovers was 193 million people. So it's like that's two percent. Ah, fucking John Oliver, good on him. Um, but yeah, that's I, that's kind of what I'm saying, which is like that's certainly a lot of people. Uh, I'm not trying to say that that's not like a serious issue, but at the same time. I think that we can probably uh, run out the clock on it, you know? Um, uh, okay, so here's an interesting thing. In the middle of our coronavirus, the fucking big corona pharmaceutical, like, cut my internet. And so the, the episode will be decidedly split between uh, the fucking ramblings of, of us saying that it's both simultaneously a big deal and not a big deal. But mm-hmm. I want to talk more importantly, because we had talked about it being Super Tuesday, right yeah super tuesday i think was like a fucking clusterfuck like holy shit i, I want to talk about it a little bit but we ain't gonna mm-hmm. get too de- depressing about it
1: uh yeah you just told me you're like yeah i'm gonna keep it light you know we're gonna keep it light and breezy right. you know i'm really blazed right now yeah <laughs> that's what you said i, and I didn't you say hit that record long. you know uh oh no he's stone cold sober Always. Uh, yeah, Always. man. So,
0: <laughs> Super Tuesday. So, by the way, let's talk about my mom, okay? A couple things about her. Sure. Uh, sure, both, why not? Both related, okay? I called my mom last night, and this is another time where I'm like, I'm annoying my mom right now. She called me. I got to point that out. I didn't call her on Super Mm -hmm. Tuesday. She called me, and I'm having a fucking crisis because even though I fucking hate these Bernie bro motherfuckers, I'm like, I can't help but feel
1: their pain in this moment. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like, because in in your own way, you are, you're not a Bernie bro, but you're a Bernie supporter.
0: I'm a Bernie gentleman. So,
1: So, 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 so you're, you're a, you're a Bernie without a country. If, if, if you want to follow that line of logic, like yeah. you're, 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 you you are you are you do not belong in either camp. You know, you're, you're a man without a home. You, you like Bernie, but you don't want to be an asshole about it. Right.
0: <laughs> Which <laughs> so exactly like you're yeah, upset at knowledge. everything.
1: It's definitely, And right. I saw that. I definitely saw that by your many Facebook posts about this, that you were very upset.
0: Uh, and like, I hate to be that guy who's going to Facebook about anything, but it's because like wow. one, I think I have a kind of diverse group of people, you know, that like, that are on the political spectrum. So if anything, I hope it incites a like really, I guess, civil conversation. Sure. And I had a couple of really good moments. I don't know if you saw me and Mikalina have an exchange It was
1: like totally respectful and lovely. And, and, and yeah, that's I what so, we can I saw all I, <laughs> I, I think I put a shocked emote on one of them, you know, just to show you guys that I was there. Oh, sh- Maxter's there.
0: <laughs> Not only was he there, he was incredulous. And then that's
1: kind <laughs> that's, of... That is my f- that's my favorite reaction on Facebook, by the way. I will rarely react with anything <laughs> else. Just that, <gasps> that thing. Because like, I don't know. Uh, the heart emoji, like, nah, like get out of here with that. The laughing emoji, never. Fucking never. Get that out of my face. <laughs> get that off my Facebook. Um, because like, here's something that really fucks me up. And I know you're on a tear about Super Tuesday. But do you ever like see any posts where it's like, I don't know, like a headline or something where it's like five people die from coronavirus or like there was a school shooting or something like that. And if you go on like the reactions, like a major publication, like there will always be without fail at least five motherfuckers that put the laughing reaction on like a tragedy. And I just want to message him. I just want to ask him like, why? Why did you do that? Were were you just being like a troll? Were you being a dick? Like, was it like some sort of meta like... Uh, high, high concept comedy, like like what's going on here? I really uh, want to investigate this. I want to make a whole documentary about these people. I want to understand how they think because it's like I see it all the time, man. It fucks with me.
0: Um, I mean that they. <laughs> I mean they're either laughing like uh, maniacally because they're freed and they know the world's ending. That's one interpretation. Or mm-hmm. they're just heartless, soulless fucking people, which is more probable, by the way.
1: Right. Yeah, I guess those are the two (laughs) answers. It wouldn't be a very interesting documentary, um, but it would be a documentary. I do want to paint a picture for the audience right now, by the way. This is the second day in a row where Christian, this time he has the hood up, sunglasses indoors, beard. I mean, that's it. But, you know, just just the sunglasses indoors. And then you also got Beats by Dre headphones, but you're not wearing them. They're just around your neck.
0: Why why do you have a problem with my life? I just want to know. (laughs) (laughs) I I love you. Like at any
1: minute you're ready to put on some headphones.
0: Like what do you, go go go. where? Look, man, I think you know this about me. I got alter egos, man. I got calm Chris, which I'm trying to stay in, but that's tough. And then instead of angry (laughs) Chris, instead of angry Chris, there's another Chris, which we call Christopher Hoodie. I think you know Christopher Hoodie. I've never heard you say those two words next to each dude, other, dude. You're fucking crazy. Christopher Hoodie's a legend <laughs> in this house, dude. Like Dolores, I've never, I've never been to your house. Uh, it doesn't matter in Philly, in Brooklyn, wherever Christian is, Christopher Hoodie follows, dude, because mm. he's his, he's he's his, he's his Mister Robot. You know, he's I mean, his, I've I've seen you
1: wear him. a hoodie indoors.
0: Yeah, and that's Christopher. And you were hoodie. just the
1: same guy you always are. Yeah, so but it's not. It's like a security
0: blanket. Like, I like you're, you know, like when people come back from Vietnam.
1: Yeah. They come back, they're like, I got ticks. Yeah, no, I'm not judging you, man. For your yeah, I didn't go to Vietnam. Your, Let me be perfectly v- clear. I didn't, or... I didn't see action, but like, I, dude, it's, it's okay if you have ticks, man. That's fine. Like, I, I'm not going to judge you. Like, you know, I'm still your friend. It's all right. Why man. does
0: Linus have a blanket? You know what I'm saying? Like, and do we a, hate Linus?
1: You know, no, on. we love Linus. I don't hate you either. I feel like you're acting very defensive. I need you to be calm, Chris, right now, and just know that I'm just generally painting a picture for our audience. You know, making an observation. It's mainly the sunglasses and the Beats by Dre headphones, the hoodie too. Honestly, it's the whole thing. It's everything.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you, you went from like, yeah, it's just this, 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 and this. Well, that's it's everything. Just those three <laughs>
1: elements combining. <laughs>
0: You know, here's the thing. I just want to say if we
1: can revert back to making this, a lot of hand gestures, by the Tuesday. way. Like, yeah, here's I'm po- the thing. I'm Puerto here's Rican. the thing.
0: I'm Puerto Rican. Like, what do you want from me? I, your mother's the same way, Max. And that's not an insult. I just mean,
1: like, Port- your mom Puerto talks Rican? With her hands. Yeah. <laughs> not the last time I checked.
0: Oh, Christ, uh, this became a vaudeville thing, and I don't know how to feel about it. But you're making me <laughs> spiral. I'm spiraling. I'm. Spiraling. Hey, Super Tuesday, though. Yeah. So listen, here's here's all I'm going to say is like as much as I to cry, more these like Cooper
1: Tuesday right. for Bernie, dude. <laughs> That was an air five. He did I'm, not participate.
0: I'm not going to participate because you're, you're, you're uh, And a so Bernie. Like, here's the thing. As much as I hate these fuckers who are like, uh, pro Bernie or whatever, like uh, people I really love, really love him. And they're not assholes, you know, like, and I hate to be like, not all
1: Bernie bros or whatever. Like Michelina, etc. Yeah, yeah, there's a
0: couple. There's a couple of really sensible people. is the only one that I've name checked already, so I feel not comfortable naming any of the other ones. But um Well I'm I'm just I'm just making the point that it's like uh it's not I, I take no fucking say uh, these like joy in, in watching like what happened yesterday because I know we have some philosophical disagreements on it. Uh but I was really amazed and like I guess a little bit um Encouraged because we saw the Democrats hustle, man. We saw them hustle. Like this is an example of like, like we forgot the old squad was out of touch. This is like Space Cowboys, okay? Remember Space Cowboys, that really weird Space Clint Eastwood movie for no reason.
1: And it's got, oh, that one. I thought you were talking about the song. No,
0: no, no, Space C Cowboys. movie. It's bro. got uh, Clint Eastwood and 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 Tommy Lee Jones and I think James Garner and then someone else. Uh, sorry. Right. I think Ad
1: Astro was like a low-key sequel to Space Cowboys? You know, they don't say it. But. But if you go back to the IMDB page, you find out
0: there's like a link that if you go to it, it takes you to a deep cut, right? (laughs) And that deep cut explains to you that, yes, it's the same character he faked his death. And I'm not saying that's actually true, but it would be lit if that was like this master stroke that all James Gray and Brad Pitt wanted to do after seeing 1999 Space Cowboy it was like, we're going to make a sequel to it. Now, Clint's dead. Tommy Lee thought to be dead.
1: Right. Brad Pitt dead. There you go. Well, <laughs> as long as we can come back in 20 years and, like, you know, Brad Pitt's an old man and it's about his son trying to find him and he's crazy, that's all I want. You know, just every 20 years, it'll be like that 7 Up series, you know, that documentary series where they keep coming back every 10 years find the kids you know what i'm talking about yeah i I can't see any glimmers of recognition because again i can't see your damn eyes Mm -hmm. you know just stoic there's nothing nothing going on here might as well be talking to a face (laughs) we all know how much of a fucking gaga head you are a a monster yeah Yeah. (laughs) monster yeah Yeah. i'm sorry yeah (laughs) I appreciate you learning uh, the Lego. It shows commitment on your part and I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I know how much it means to you, man. So it's like uh, friends take, you know, uh, interests in their friends' interests, you know? Right. They're there to support them. And Lady Gaga is your whole world. And I know that. Thank you. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try harder. (sighs) won't be enough.
0: But anyway, uh, Ad Astra, (laughs) you could call it Ad Ad, Ad Eterno, right? And And then it'd be a prequel because it's like from eternity from always
1: man you 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 get you're getting to you're getting to uh, you know ethereal with it you know you're getting you're getting to uh, learned with it you know we started with a movie called space cowboys <laughs> add astro to be fancy and then go back to like Yeah, we gotta something. go back to the gutter Yeah, yeah
0: man, That's what it's called It's like Space Cowboys <laughs> 3 Back to space the Space gutter, gutter. <laughs> Yeah, well that's what they call it afterwards Like, it's already <laughs> a shit title, right? Space Cowboys 3 Back to the gutter so, Like, that's right. too long Space gutter I thought, alright <laughs> It's like
1: in 20 years Humans have somehow managed to pollute All of space And now it's just a space gutter <laughs>
0: Sorry, I was allergic <clears throat> to that premise. Although I don't well, think we're far from it.
1: Can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, Super Tuesday, uh, you say we have philosophical differences, but we never really got to hash this out. Um, I'm not saying we do it now. But uh, yeah, uh, what, uh, how are you feeling now? If you, you've, you've had some time, you know, you, you had a day. Uh, I know you were very anxious yesterday. Um, which is why I never fucking watch life results coming in. I try not to.
0: Right. You know? uh, I mean, how am I feeling? I mean, I feel the same kind of anxiety, which is why politics are bullshit. And I really, I keep saying it, but none of you fuckers listen to me. It's like, I'm about to find an excuse just to go to France for a year and make French disco. Like, I'm just playing synth like six hours a day. I'm chilling myself right. out. And uh, that's where I got to go. So at least I can like smoke a Parisian cigarette, pretend. And I'm like a. Uh, Don't you f- want
1: to fucking bet? It's gonna be like the month that I moved to Los Angeles. Super like, all right, bro, I gotta go. I gotta go to Perry. I gotta go man. to Perry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning French right now. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. I'm excited. Ooh, uh, J.
1: owned on uh, baguette, uh, croissant. Nailed it. L- little cigarette. Nailed it. Un dude. petit cigarette. You're good. Give it going. hey, Yeah, you know, that's all the French that's I need to good. know.
0: Listen, let's start a band together. I already right. started it. I already started it. I put myself in it, and I said I'm the sole member. But I'm totally fine to open that up. So
1: let's do okay. it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, we man. We used to have a band called uh, the yours which was yeah, pretty but good. That,
0: there was some dead weight in there, and that's bullshit because he was great. Like, like he was. That was the best band we ever did, and it was hmm. never an original compromise but or comp- composition, by the way. But
1: well, I mean, we didn't need to do original compositions. It was just covers that we would play at parties. And we killed it. The same like two or three songs. Yeah,
0: killed it. Pixies, bro. That's all you need. You need one pixie song in your life. You know. Yeah. Hey, the, there's so many. <laughs> 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 it was it was
1: just declarative, <laughs> and it was direct, <laughs> and that's the best. It's we can a song that you can shout. You don't need vocal range to yeah. perform it.
0: Um, okay, well, like, let's just do the Super Tuesday thing quickly so we can get it out of the way. Uh, Space Cowboys 3 aside, a.k.a. Space Gutter. Um, it, it, it's just rough. Uh, <laughs> don't laugh. I'm trying to be serious. All right, know that's good. Undercut me. Go low. Go low the whole time. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll, all i want to say about it, and then let's move on, is like it's hard. Let me be the first to say that I don't think anything's illegal here. I don't think that anything's uh, necessarily even morally wrong, right? Like, let's listen, uh, this is niche, man. Like, fucking morality's an illusion. Animals kill animals all the time. Whatever, all right? This is politics. People are going to do what they got to do to win. Sure. But it doesn't take a genius to look at, like, sure, Klobuchar dropping out, whatever, right? Pete dropping out, like, three weeks outside of, like, tying in Iowa. Like, he would have picked up some states. He didn't even get to where he was going to be at and, like, I don't know. It seems very like very much like a concerted effort by the establishment rallying against them because the establishment, I don't think they're being like evil assholes about it. Like I think other people are, but I think their genuine panic is there's no way Bernie's going to win in the general, which I think is wrong. I feel that way. Uh, And because of that, they're doing that thing of like, no, we know what's best you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and so by the way, by the way, this fucker is just like shadow boxing at the camera right now. The entire time I'm trying to give him passion to play and uh I'm done. I'm done. Max, retort.
1: Um here's my retort. Um Super Tuesday more like Pooper Tuesday, am I right? Uh this fucker can't shut me up now because it's my time to shine. I have the floor. Um no, what I was saying to you was, yeah, don't, don't do the hand thing. Don't do the hand thing. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, okay, or keep it going because you're going to go get a drink. Okay, cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so here's my thing with Super Tuesday um, or with Bernie in general is that I've never really uh, been utterly convinced that the guy, even if he did win, would be able to uh, get any of his policies enacted in their fullest form. And I've never heard him speak anything, um, remotely resembling the language of compromise. And that's more or less what I was saying to you is I think he's alienated the democratic party. And I've heard like a lot of like behind the scenes shit with him. Like he's not very well liked among other democratic senators because he's not super collaborative. And I think that this is kind of what Biden does well after years in the Senate. I'm not saying I like Biden. Um, but I, I, think that the fact that he was able to close those deals or that he was able to get the party to rally behind him, that he was able to get Pete and Amy and Beto and now fucking Bloomberg to fucking support him and rally, uh, is a sign or at least partially a sign that the guy is very good at that. He's very good at fucking uniting, uh, the Democrats. Um, he's very good at those backroom deals or whatever. So like, I, again, like I, am more, and what I was talking to you about, is I'm more reacting right now to the implication that this is some kind of coup, that this is some kind of hostile takeover, that this is something being done to Bernie. But I really think that this is something that Bernie, at the end of the day, and I hate to say it, kind of did to himself a little bit. A little bit. I think that what a lot of people like about Bernie is that he doesn't compromise, but unfortunately that is a key asset, is a quality that you need to be the leader of the free world. Um, now, Christian has removed himself from his chair. Now he's back. I just need you to keep talking. I'm listening to every word. I'm just trying to. I mean, I've been talking God. for a while. I'm, I'm sick of hearing my own voice here.
0: Oh, I, you were making me go to sleep in a good way. You
1: dulcet tones. Your points were <laughs> valid.
0: No, I, I mean, uh, I, look, you know me, man. I think more than most of the Bernie supporters, I've like been dying on Civility Hill. And mm. uh, not being some fucking like the reaction I'm having right now is atypical, and you know that for mm. for how I've approached all of this so far. And the only reason I feel that way is like you're saying, oh, it's a sign that Joe Biden is good at uniting, and I like that's my divergent point from you because I feel like it's a sign of the establishment understanding or thinking that they know better than everyone else, and saying like he's not electable. We have to do it, and everyone
1: ceding their power in order to get Joe the. Okay, but follow my line of logic here because I think you're stopping short. What I'm saying is not that in this instant or that this instance is indicative of like, you know, Joe just magically kind of snapping his fingers and getting everybody to follow him. Yes, it was the establishment. What I am saying is there's a reason that they all fell in line behind him and picked him as their guy, and it's not just because He's a moderate. We had other moderates in this race. Amy Klobuchar, like uh, on paper, looked like a really fucking good bet. Uh, Pete had some heat for a while, not to make some cute rhymes or whatever. Um, And it's not just the name recognition. I think that those decades in the Senate um, definitely fucking worked to his advantage. And I think that those decades spent in the Senate, uh, because Bernie is like what a registered independent most of the time, right? Right. Yeah. That that's all I'm saying is that, that there's I, a reason, and that that's what a, more what I'm getting at here. There's a reason that they rallied behind Biden. I in the first and moment. here's
0: the reason I think, dude. And I and you know me, like please understand. Like I know how fucking atypical this is for me because I don't talk big conspiracy shit. And, I, and I'm not saying it's necessarily because that's conspiracy. a lie. You
1: always talk in conspiracies. you yeah, but usually
0: stuff. with a conspiratorial tone, like I eh, suspect. Like
1: let's start a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah
0: right. I know. Um, no, but it's like I think the the reason is because there is a status quo. Like the Democrats, yes, we're on the right side of most of the social issues, but I think it's more in a pragmatic sense, you know. Like, like, it's, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. Like the, the same amount of profit happens on both sides. And it's like Biden represents sure progress and slow and steady. And of course that is valuable. Okay. But there's going to be a lot of these things that are not going to change because there's no incentive to change because the Democrats at the top make just as much money as the Democrats on the right from the same broken fucking system. And so it's just disheartening because it seems like there's a genuine attempt here to, yeah. to move the needle in a way that we have never done. Uh, and, and I understand that it's scary to, to go blind or to, to take a leap into faith, right? You've watched The Good Place, man, Kierkegaard. Take the leap into faith, right? Because we mm-hmm. don't necessarily know how we're going to do it. I agree like I'm not saying like and if you're gonna be perfectly honest Elizabeth Warren has explained her policies so much fucking better than than Bernie has Uh, and it's Mm -hmm. sad to me that she's not a more viable candidate because I think she could do this uh, in a way that that she hasn't been radicalized or the fan base hasn't radicalized the way it has been with Bernie uh, or alienated people and that's what makes me so fucking sad about it man I don't know go ahead you were gonna say something.
1: Oh, I I mean, I I feel like I disagree with you there too. That like we're at this like critical juncture where things are like a revolution's about to start and things are going to change, and we're just picking the safe option. I I don't think that the revolution was ever going to get off the ground. Like again, and I said it to you before: if Bernie gets elected, let's say best case scenario, he's not out of the race. He won California. Like it's possible, not probable, but possible. um, If he gets elected. How is he going to deal with Mitch McConnell? How is he going to deal with the Republican majority in the Senate? I mean, how are any of them, but specifically him? Like, how how are any of his policies going to happen? And, like, here's the thing. Like, if you look at the Democratic Party and liberal policymaking and everything, like, it, the needle has been moved pretty dramatically. Like, as recently as, what, 2006, 7, 8, Hillary Clinton even was against gay marriage. And, like, the Democratic, like, Public or the uh, democratic elite was against gay marriage, you're and everything. Not, it's like we've moved
0: yeah, the max. needle on that so far. But if I can jump in, that's not what we're debating. Like, dude, I'm the first person to say, like, yeah, gay marriage like wasn't even legal a fucking decade ago, like, and that's nuts yeah. to really think about. I'm not saying that, like, inarguably, like. The, the we have bent uh, towards social progress over the years. Of course, we have. I mean, that's not what's being debated here. But even when we've been better on social issues, we've still had this fucking albatross called like our healthcare system, and and it's it's for profit. <laughs> And it's always gonna be for profit. And that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. When we talk about the establishment, it's like these people are making money off this. They make money off the pharmaceutical interest. They have no real incentive to overhaul everything because I think it affects too much.
1: Right. Um, I mean, why would they have incentive with Sanders though? And and it is kind of what we're talking about. There is no incentive
0: with Sanders because like that's the thing. Like there's a broken system and they're profiting off
1: of it. So like if there's an overhaul uh, of it. To kind of push back a little bit, you so said that that's not what we're talking this is totally about. Fine. I was just simply I, I was just, debate show, by the way. This is great. I, I was you. just it's simply fine. pushing back on the notion or the idea that the Democratic Party has no incentive to change overall, which is is something that I have heard. It's like the idea that we're gonna move backwards in progress instead of forwards. And it's like, what do we need most as a country right now? And it's like, yes, like I think we both agree on pretty much everything in terms of like you know, the issues and policy and everything. But I'm talking about the path to get there. You know, like, how is that going to happen? Right.
0: Okay, so again, this is kind of like my point, which is like, I understand the the fear of not having the infrastructure of the devil you know, and that is kind of what it presents, right? It's like, we know this is a slow and steady way and we'll eventually get there. But I don't think there's enough incentive to, change as quickly like we may get there but it may be another 20 years and it, it, you know like especially with the damage that trump's done it's like a, a return to normality i don't think is enough right now like obviously it's like what we'll take you know like it's better than the alternative but i'm just saying we have a real opportunity to like move and do more because we've lost time you know like like joey bringing bringing us back to obama speed still puts us years behind Uh, And so that's all I'm saying. Like, obviously I'm going to vote for fucking the nominee. I'm not being an asshole about it. What I'm saying is I can feel a certain way about it because it feels a certain way. You know what I mean? It feels very deliberate.
1: But, but again, like, and, and I'm not coming at you. I'm saying in general, I've yet to hear like a compelling argument for how that is going to happen. Like if we had, and I'm not like being a dick when I say this, like a magic wand where we could step into an alternate reality where that America exists obviously, and I said it to you before, that would be a better place to live. But again, I've yet to hear like, a, <laughs> putting the sunglasses back on, yet to hear like any kind of reasonable argument for how that is going to happen in the current political climate. And in terms of staying uh, or bringing us in what? back to normalcy, if I may, uh, in terms of bringing us back to normalcy, um, like you saying that that would be a step backward, Um or that that wouldn't be moving the needle forward or whatever. Like right now, look look at, so say a Democrat wins this year. Um, what are they walking into? Like we have pretty much all of our governmental institutions uh, have been gutted, subverted, perverted. Um, a lot of the circuit court judges have been like fucking stacked with conservatives, like far right conservatives. The Supreme Court is stacked with far right conservatives um we are walking into a fucking mess like the epa is like down to like a couple of people at this point it's preposterous so i think that the idea of a return to normalcy is a good starting point because we have to address all of those issues if we're coming in and we're saying okay we'll do all of that plus revamp the whole system plus start a revolution plus you know come after the top 1% of the top 1% i feel like that is uh you know, a little, a little much, a little much for this country right now. I think that a return to normalcy is exactly what the doctor ordered as a starting point. You know, it's about rebuilding, right?
0: Hey man, I love you very much. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I think it's sensible. Uh, but I think it's a, it's, it's, it's like loving your chains, man. That's really what it feels like. And I'm not saying you or, or, anyone specifically i just think it's like obviously right now he is competitive right is sanders not competitive and he's proposing some next level shit it's like we just have the time to do it you're saying there's not a compelling argument i think the easiest answer to that max is like obviously it starts by taking back the senate which the math doesn't necessarily add up right now but if we if you were to win do you know what kind of energy would like propel that base because the problem is, like they, like there's there's people still sitting on the bench on that side, dude. Like I saw this study, USA Today came out today saying that young people, for all their talks, still didn't come out, <clears throat> not as big as they should have, right? And so, like, had they, uh, he, you know, he would have taken more things. He uh, Biden took two states that he wasn't expected, one being Minnesota, which is like when you factor in the Klobuchar dropped out, it's like, it's rough and it's not illegal, it's not unethical even, <clears throat> but it is yeah. like a concerted effort. By a group of people who went into a room and and I think sewed up cabinet positions, dude. That's really what I think. Um, Yeah, prove me wrong. I mean, like if I'm being like a conspiracy theorist, please. But like that's it had that vibe, right?
1: Again, like I wasn't arguing that point ever. Um, Like that's obviously clearly what happened, or some version of that happened. Um, I'm just not super surprised by it. And like at this point, like this primary has been bizarre for how many contenders there were like just a month ago, right? Like the debate stage was just fucking crowded as all hell. Um, And it's great, like I told you any other time in American history, this would be great. This would be like a war of ideas and may the best ideas win out. But right now, and I understand the impulse on the part of the Democratic Party, I'm not condoning it, I'm just saying I understand it, um, is the idea of, okay, we really need to rally behind somebody and we need to start fucking hitting that message home now um, because we've spent too long being bifurcated by like six, seven, eight people on the same stage. So like the idea of all these people dropping out. Yeah,
0: the saint of Bug's Life, okay? You can't be the cause of your crisis and then the hero of your story. Bug's Life is the worst fucking Pixar movie ever. My My, my point is like the establishment spent that time being assholes, they ran the clock out on it, and then the, then they want to not afford the old man his time because they're like, oh, "All right, we've had our time. There's no time. The world's ending." It's like I don't know, dude. It's I. I agree with you. I do mostly. Uh, I just I, I, like I understand the pain of these fucking whiny brats. I really
1: do. Yeah. No. Like I, I feel like I hope you don't mistake all of this on my end for like me not mistaken. liking. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry, 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 <laughs> for not liking Bernie, or or for thinking that that was an underhanded way to play it, um, or loving my chains, as it were. Um, I I am just uh, it, it's much like Spider Man Three. Here's the story of when I saw Spider Man Three. Yeah, I was so fucking hyped Spider-Man for Spider Man Three. Spider Man Two is my favorite superhero movie of all time. Didn't have a lot of competition, but still. And it still holds up. Spider-Man 1 was fucking dope, like came came along at the exact right time in my life. So Spider-Man 3 comes out. I go with my buddy Sony to the opening night. We wait in line. We bought tickets a month in advance. We go see it and I see it and my fucking world implodes so bad. And I walk out of the theater like, no, it was good. And I'm trying to intellectualize, like, why was it good? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was was totally fine. The black suit Spidey was cool. Like, that that was funny. Sam, it was so dope. Um, Venom worked somehow. Topher Grace was the right fit. Uh, But then as the years went by, I was able to admit myself that that was a fucking train wreck. Um, And and that's kind of how I feel about, uh, you know, uh, politics after this 2016 election. That was Spider-Man 3 for me. And I think it just killed a little bit of hope in me because now going into movie sequels or movies in general, I try not to get excited about them. I don't want to be Spider-Man 3 again. You know, I don't want to get fooled again.
0: It's the, the same original the elections.
1: You know, it's, it's the, uh, maybe it's the death of hope. Maybe it's the, the, the dawn of uh, rationality and realism. Maybe it's uh, the dawn of cynicism. I don't fucking know, but I, I, I will be, pleasantly surprised if something great happens and Sanders gets in there and he energizes the base and the party coalesces around him and uh, we we start getting people in the Senate and we turn the tides and America starts getting back on track. That would be wonderful. I just think it's going to be a lot, lot messier than that, even if he wins.
0: So can we make a rating system just so we have a shorthand? <laughs> so like if sure. someone gets me-tooed, Someone gets Spider-Man 3 to We got we to gotta figure <laughs> out what all the analogs are. So we have like a shorthand, right. like, that shit got Spider-Man 3'd, bro. And you're like, ah, immediately it conjures up.
1: You right, know? because sexual assault isn't potent enough. You're putting in max terms, Spider-Man 3. Oh, I right. get it now. Yeah, yeah, you get it, Yeah.
0: There's a sliding scale like in pop culture like 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 okay like uh there's another like oh harvey weinstein made a clone and he was also a rapist like god forbid that <laughs> happens it's like oh shit we got me too right like that's our segment it's like we gotta sure. meet too and then we like turn sideways like vaudevillian fucking characters and whatever uh but then if a movie comes out that's on fucking hype bro and we're on hype about it and then we're ultimately let down by just honestly puzzling and disquieting choices uh we call it a spider-man 3 and i just need to make the the rest of that scale you know what i mean
1: i mean like so what would be on the good end like mad max fury road like that was a real <laughs> fury road just lived up to and well, exceeded was so all of our could, expectations well, i was
0: something we could find a way to To like, like, so it's like, oh, that was back to Spider-Man three. We already used fuck. I mean, we like, you know, like uh, we have to find like. I want to do fours. I want to go to four and five and six. Problem is, franchises gotta die.
1: You know, like there's not a lot of great five, six movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, Harry Potter was eight. Yeah, but the the number's not in it. (laughs) It's gotta be a number. It's true. It's always Harry Potter and the yeah. You know, I really want to go back to numbers. That That is one thing that I've been meaning to talk to you about. Um, is like, Space like originally titled Space Cowboy 3. It's just like the, the fucking, for the past like 10, 15 years, sequels are never just the blank two, the blank three. You know, it's always uh, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers, uh, Annihilation of the... Willing, I don't know, like whatever, whatever those subtitles are. It's always like a colon, then another title.
0: You know what that is? That's the fucking Hollywood equivalent of franchise getting Botox. They're just like, well, we're not old. <laughs> like, they, they fucking, you know, like because like right. you don't want to be reminded, like, the fuck, there's fucking nine of these? Like, Jesus Christ. Right. Like, the it only just makes one that's it actively. The only one that's actively gone away from
1: that to like better results is the the Furious franchises, right? Like that. And when- John John Wick is refreshing in a lot of ways, but it's refreshing for that. It's just John Wick two, John Wick right. three colon parabellum. But I still know it's the third one. You know? but
0: those those are like have reached a level of success, and dude, honestly, like the level of success that's reached cannot be understated. Like, I think it's equally, almost proportionally, as big a hit considering mm-hmm. the budgets and stuff of those films. But I just mean like the franchise films, like they're grossing billions now, and they're basically superhero movies out of nowhere. And it's right. like they've never shied away from like you've seen this fucking movie nine times now, people. <laughs> like, uh, and it's amazing to me that the franchise gets that longevity with like while calling attention to it, while every other franchise has been like. Nah, man, we we can't tell people
1: that, all right? We need a facelift. I mean, um, Iron Man two and three happened, and then the MCU is like, nah, none, none of that, please. Captain yeah. America, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, Captain America: Civil War, right. Thor: Ragnarok,
0: Thor. Dark I mean, War. like, I kind of like that though. I mean, because it works it's for the comics. It. Yeah, well, it really does because those are like prominent arcs that you can name. I if I say World War Hulk, you know what I mean. If I say Planet Hulk, you know what I mean. Like, right. uh, they the, the, that works in that sense. If we're trying to still kind of take some of that flavor and put it on the big screen. So
1: you think Raimi should have gone more in that direction, like uh, Spider-Man and the octopus boy. No, Uh, that's
0: different because he he really is in ground zero. Like I know singer obviously did X-Men. It's been a weird day recording. Everything keeps fucking up. Um, I didn't mean to step on your bit, man. I was just saying that like, he was kind of on the ground zero. (laughs) He was on the the ground zero that obviously singer, uh, you know, had done the X-Men movies Um, Hmm. or the first one anyhow. Uh, but but it was still like we didn't really know what this was there were there were prototypical comic book movies certainly earlier in the 90s and like in the 80s and stuff I'm not saying that doesn't exist but as we know it like the modern blockbuster where this became like a fucking billion dollar franchise and shit really started with, with those two movies and I think the fact that like at the time you could just be like This is the second Spider-Man, man. man. This is fucking a big deal. (laughs) Like, you don't have to do this shit. By the time Thor Ragnarok came around, because Thor 2 was still called Thor 2, the Dark World, they put a number on that bitch. Thor Ragnarok comes after you had seen this cat, like, fucking Mm. six, seven movies in already,
1: right? Right. And Taika was like,
0: we don't need that anymore.
1: (laughs) That's an amazing
0: Taika. I'm going to make a cartoon now. Like having you play him, it's going to be like,
1: boy, well, T-T- because
0: like, like, look, like you gotta, you like, you know, Robert Rodriguez said like, look, when I came to making a film, they said, right. What, what you have. And I had a guitar and I had a fucking uh, camera. So he wrote a mariachi. Right. So it's like, you what can do pick? a spot on Taika. Like we make a house of Cosby's type ta- Taika by TT thing. Like we're, we're in big business, man.
1: I saw Cosby there and I found a Cosby hair. <laughs>
0: I I think it's um, fascinating, like, scream into the abyss is what I would describe House of Cosby's as. I mean, a lot of uh, Royland's
1: work back in those days... I'm
0: gonna die! But he turns it into something like House
1: of Cosby's, and that's amazing. I know we we have, like, another... 30 years of Rick and Morty at the rate that they're pumping these next seven seasons out. Um, but I really wish Royland would just fucking quit and just make just bizarre adult only animation like he used to, but with a higher budget, <laughs> that's all I want. You know, I want some Mr. Sprinkles house of Cosby's, you know, all of it.
0: House of sprinkles is really special because this is house where, of like sprinkles. Oh, what, I'm not <laughs> sorry. Mr. Sprinkles. God, house <laughs> of sprinkles is the crossover. <laughs> they bring it all into one universe. <laughs> Yeah. No, no. My, uh, it's weird people don't know what we're talking about. Like, well, well before uh, either was ne- necessarily famous... Um Harmon was doing like Channel One Hundred and One stuff, which had a TV show called Acceptable TV yeah. on. VH1 I'm I'm really minutes.
1: proud of us and our friend group for, for being, knowing that. Yeah, yeah, for being enough into alternative comedy to know about that shit before we ever heard of fucking Dan Harmon or like right. or any like, of that. Like
0: that's shit. the gift of that going back and feeling like, oh man, we are kind of like legit. Yeah, like before before NBC picked yeah. it up for commercialization, we were into right. the
1: weird shit. And it wasn't just you and me; it was like all of our friends were yeah. just into that. You know, Operation Kitten Calendar. <laughs> Uh, who's going to train me? Who's going to train me? I think it's the real magnum
0: opus of her being. Oh, honest. yes, dude. But, 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 but to speak about this, Mr. Sprinkles was a show, and this is what I always say all the time like, where that was Royland by himself. And we get to these debates all the time where I said, a, when I first watched Rick and Morty, I'm like, dude, this is Royland just being Royland, and Harmon is like riding on the coattails. But then you, you have these monologues and you have these like specific moments. They're like, well, that's clearly Harmon. Right. Mm-hmm. But in terms of still hitting those emotional beats, it's like I saw Royland take a fucking crazy, basically alcoholic, depressed cat in the hat character and right. make him go over the edge and then somehow give him yeah. the fucking uh, emotional arc and then take it away yeah. from him.
1: Yeah, in a a collective, like, 24 minutes, he establishes this freakish alternate animated universe, sets up all the emotional stakes, and delivers, like, a gut punch of an emotional finale to an absurd fucking animated disgusting show about a cat in a hat guy that, like, accidentally murders a whole bunch of people. right.
0: It's uh it's I think it's it's really one of the like the master strokes of uh yeah of alternative um, if, comedy
1: if any of you fucking nerds likes Rick and Morty you should probably watch that, it's great, it's fucking great. bring it back, bring that show back full season order, please
0: he's doing some other cartoon on Hulu about aliens or something, so we'll see uh, yeah. Let's see what he does, that. but yeah. uh. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Super Tuesday, man. More like Pooper Tuesday. Right. <laughs> you won me over, Max. You son of a
1: bitch. <laughs> uh. Where's my burrito?